Usually it was because either they weren't feeling challenged, there was something with management or leadership, um, and it was affecting their health or their, their relationships. What I would advise is try finding a mentor that's been through it, an organization or a uh, accelerator that can really help you out step-by-step step throughout the process and make sure that you, you have someone financially that knows what they're doing. In order to be a true good leader, you have to be authentically yourself, be confident in that, and also be able to talk about your weaknesses openly with other people. And that is coming up next on Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show, so stay tuned. So, the big question is this. How are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. We have created a tremendous community of bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, and professionals who are ambitious, resourceful, and want to get things done. We brainstorm, support, and help each other out. So come join us. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. Join today and get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series absolutely free. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. I'm your host, Manu Jagarwal, and today we'll be talking with Tony Bubb. So the day Tony bought a one-way flight ticket to an island and quit her job with no plans would end up being one of the most rewarding and challenging experiences of her life. It led her on a soul journey that has enabled her to step into her true authentic self. And now she uses her experiences of burnout and working with companies of all different sizes to be an advocate for human sustainability through coaching, connection, and creativity. She considers herself a professional lover of life. That's awesome. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for having me, Manoj. All right, great. So that's a very interesting story. Um, you took a flight, one-way flight to an island. Can you help us understand what was going on? What island was this? And uh, how did you, you know, muster up enough courage to, to do that? Right, right. Well, I was working in corporate America. I was working about 80 plus hours a week. And I had been watching HGTV, How to Buy an Island. And I think my daydreaming became into reality one day when I came into work. And I had been bombarded with things to do for myself and my, my partner didn't come in. And I literally remember it like it was yesterday. I went into the hallway, called my best friend, and I said, I think I'm buying a one-way flight to St. Thomas Virgin Islands. And she laughed at me. And so I did. I went in there. I bought a one-way flight. I told the girl I just hired, I said, I'm leaving. Here's my $200 straightener as a parting gift. I go, don't tell anyone I'm going anywhere. And I went to Miami and got a suitcase and some clothes. And I went to an island where I had never been. I chose St. Thomas because at the time I didn't have a passport. <laughs> mm. And uh, I have a background in hospitality. So I gave myself seven days to get a job and a place to stay. And I did it in six. Awesome. I was That's... burned out. I was burned out. And I always tell people, either you make the change or the change is going to happen to you. So I couldn't, yeah. couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I've heard that story a million times. And uh, I have been on a similar, similar path as well. Although I didn't uh, quite, 
I didn't quite get the courage to do exactly what you did. Um, but that being said, I do watch that show. I really love that show, um, Buying an Island. Yeah, yeah. It was my inspiration. I tell people when I do public speaking, like, watch out if you watch that show. You'll just end up zooming off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know what the interesting thing is? Um, uh, I'm digressing here, but uh, I used to fantasize about uh, living on an island, but that show changed my mind because I don't think <laughs> it's that easy to live on an island, especially if it's very rugged and not very well developed, right? Yeah, it was a challenge. It was a huge challenge because I thought that moving to an island was going to solve all my problems, right? I was in paradise, but my workaholism, my burnout, all of my issues still came with me. And I had to really dig into myself. It took several years of figuring out that it's inside of you that you need to change and uh, not just changing my job or the place that I'm living. And it was very expensive to live there. So I had three jobs. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, tell us then, uh, how did you um, escape what you were trying to escape, which was the burnout? Because you ended up from, you know, one place um, just in North America to another nice tropical place, but with similar issues. So how did right. you eventually overcome that? Right. So like I said, I kind of had an aha moment and I'm not exactly sure when it was, but I, I so I used to have chronic um, anxiety. So anxiety almost every day and panic attacks several times a day. And when I realized that those problems weren't getting solved, I started looking into alternative modalities. So natural so I looked into um, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. Uh, I went to some retreats while I was down there and started going to church a lot more too. I always went to church, but I, I just realized that and I was reading the book, um, Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, and then ended up reading his other one after that. So I was just doing a lot of spiritual work and work on my body that so I could restore myself. And also realizing that I had to not work so much. I, like I said, I think I realized I was addicted to work. I, I just was working, working, working. So I had to kind of pull myself back and not work as many jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. was, was that uh, work, as you said, like it was not very cheap to live there. So what was it your intrinsic sort of motivation to just work more and keep yourself busy or was it to pay off uh, the expenses? No, um, I, I don't even think consciously I, I realized it. I, I don't think I was too worried about the expenses at first. Uh, and I, I, I actually ended up developing, you know, ways to save money buying food. I actually worked at a restaurant, so I, you know, was able to eat there. Um, I ended up finding different ways to ship in like um, dry goods. So I got, you had to get very creative and think outside of the box which I, I love. And it also made me appreciate things a lot more. We could only take five minute showers. Um, the water comes from the, the, the rainwater in the cisterns. Uh, you know, we had to be careful with electricity. Uh, you, I didn't have any clothes either. So when I came back to the States on a break, I literally got rid of all of my clothes, all of my shoes. I realized that I could live off of very little because I didn't need any of those things. Okay. Uh, so uh, there was a lot of big lessons I was learning while I was there. I see. So it almost sounds like this journey was a journey of self-discovery. Yes, it was. It was with a lot of very hard lessons along the way. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it was it was very difficult. It was it was hard. So you will not recommend anybody else do it? Uh it's interesting. I, I would never go back and not do it, to be honest with you. I I felt like I was called to do it and I followed my intuition. Now, when it comes to starting a business, though, I forgot to mention this part. So during all of that, I was starting my trying to get my first technology startup off the ground. And uh, it wasn't very planned out because I hadn't taken the time to take care of myself. I had this really cool idea that everyone said was great. And so I just rushed into trying to get that off the ground. And I was just trying to do too much at one time. And it, there, therefore, there were several reasons why that technology company wasn't successful. But I, would, I usually recommend people try to plan things a little bit better now, but not, not to the point where you're not going to do it either. Some people, I think, procrastinate and never take the leap. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm -hmm. So how did that turn out to be the most rewarding and challenging? Oh, challenging, I guess we understand. How was it rewarding to you? Basically? Because I wasn't getting, I, that's when I learned that all of the years before, if I set my mind to something to achieve it and I put the work into it, I would get the results. Mm. When I started that journey, <laughs> other than the whole goal of, uh, you know, getting a place to live and a job in, you know, six days or yeah, you know, I started to see that I had to do things differently because the old way of how I used to do it, like, this is my goal. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the result. I achieved that goal. It wasn't working for me anymore. Uh, that was the most frustrating thing. And it's something that I'm still experiencing to this day, to be honest. It's, it's been a very up and down journey of trying to get into that flow. I see. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's uh, move further along. And uh, what happened? Like, did you move back to US? And uh, how did that uh, come about? Uh, tell us a little bit after yeah. after your uh, uh, this adventure in the on the island. Yeah. So I actually went back and forth because I, so I was trying to start a company in fashion technology. So essentially, it was real time inventory. So if you needed to find something to wear right away, we'd give you three stores that knew your style in a location near you. So I was actually uh, went into Miami for a little bit to try getting that off the ground, did some market research. And so I would go back and forth to Miami, to St. Thomas and Houston uh, to try getting that off the ground. So it was a lot of back and forth. I was trying to get investors uh, bootstrapping. So working contract jobs, uh, doing consulting, just to pay that. I actually ended up having to go back to waitressing a little bit in Miami because I ran out of money. And uh, yeah, so after I'd done some market research, I found that my idea was a little bit too ahead of the time because there was a lot of enterprise technology being used for the POS systems. And it was going to be a huge barrier to entry to, to get the technology I was proposing off the ground. So I had to drop that dream <laughs> and uh, just continue to do bootstrapping and uh, consulting work. And then that's how I came up with my, my most recent technology company, which was Kaizen, because I was trying to do personal and professional development for myself. And I realized that there was a huge gap in the industry, that it wasn't easy to find a coach mm -hmm. or a mentor uh, according to your belief systems. Uh, and so that's when I started to work on Kaizen. So I, 
I didn't, I gave it like a little bit of a break and then I jumped right back into it. <laughs> awesome. That's great. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit about that. Um, uh, your latest venture, what is it all about? Yeah. Yeah. So that one, like I said, I, I was a former recruiter. So I started to realize patterns that people weren't just leaving jobs because of one or two reasons. Usually it was because either they weren't feeling challenged, there was something with management or leadership, um, and it was affecting their health or their, their relationships. And that's when I realized we needed to stop talking about personal development and professional development separately. So I wanted to pull them together on one platform and have a, essentially an entire marketplace for coaches and for the users. Uh, so that was, the name was Kaizen. And we, uh, I had a team, a development team. I had graphic designers, all that stuff. We had a verbal agreement of $200,000 uh, for our first round of seed funding. And then I lost it all last August. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, that is part of the game. So as we were discussing earlier, you know, these challenges are uh, just part of the entrepreneurial journey. So where are you at uh, with, solving these challenges? Uh, what are the issues you are facing right now? Um, because I know as we discussed earlier before this interview, you are still building the company. So uh, it's, right. it'll be a really good, uh, interesting conversation to pick your brain in real time as you're trying to build this company and right, understand right. what kind of problems you're facing. Well, interestingly enough, I'll just be transparent. Um, after I took the time off of my, my business, um, I had to go into a deeper spiritual uh, journey for myself because it was very hard to, I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of my own money, a lot of other people's money. A lot of people invested in me. Um, and just full transparency, my parents invested a lot of money in me. And it's why I still live at, I'm living at home right now currently because I owe them and I will pay them back all the money I owe them. But people need to understand, like when you go into entrepreneurship or you try to get something off the ground, usually it's all in like all of my 401k is gone. All of my investments are gone. Uh, and I, after that, I went to go try helping someone else that had something very similar. Mm -hmm. And what I realized in the market, a couple things was that there was other companies out there doing something similar and they weren't, they're not very successful, to be honest. Uh, she's having a hard time getting funding uh, as well. And so I'm really at the point right now where I'm trying to figure out where to devote my time as far as what's going to be the best way to spend my time and energy right now. So I'm kind of in that in-between phase in developing what I'm going to do next, to be honest with you. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're still exploring then? I am exploring. Yeah. I think there's a lot going on in workplace culture and personal and professional development, but to be honest, I feel like it's more of a social movement. Um, because of the burnout and the, the healthcare, what's going on in the healthcare, how do I say this? Um, because so many people's health is being affected by burnout and workplace culture, it's not just, a, it can't be just a, a buzzword anymore, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think companies are starting to realize that they can't just check off a couple of workplace culture, like motivational speakers and then their problem solved. So I think this is a much bigger issue right now and I'm trying to figure out how to get involved at a larger scale. Got it. Mm -hmm. So um, now 
tell me a little bit about what kind of uh, key lessons did you learn from this experience? So something that you are comfortable sharing uh, with other people um, in the spirit of helping them uh, to avoid these, uh, these pitfalls. Right. Um, be very careful of the stories you hear about entrepreneurs because we usually don't hear the entire story. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, one of the stories I heard was about Airbnb, how he just, they maxed out all their credit cards. And I'm like, okay, that's what I can do. I'm just going to keep doing because I believe in my dream. And you just, everyone has a different journey and a different situation. And honestly, what I would advise is try finding a mentor that's been through it, an organization or a uh, accelerator that can really help you out step-by-step step throughout the process mm -hmm. and make sure that you, you have someone financially that knows what they're doing. I mm -hmm. had that, that person come in a little too late for me, but I was very blessed to have him come in towards the end. But essentially, that's one of the most important parts because I was not managing the money in a way that was sustainable um, for myself personally and for the business. So that's what I would recommend. Don't, if you have a good idea, don't rush into it. Um, don't procrastinate either. Just plan it a little better and make sure that you surround yourself with people that have done it before that you can trust. Yeah. Um, what about the market research aspect of it? Because, um, you know, the yeah. previous, um, previous startup you talked about, uh, it seems like, um, you, you know, the market research component was quite important in that scenario because uh, from what I gathered, there were many, many competitors or there were alternates that uh, companies were using, right? Right. So that is one of the most important things. So I read a lot of lean startup books. Um, a lot of my advisors recommended that as well. So minimum viable product, um, making sure that you're surveying. Uh, you know, I surveyed over a hundred coaches and I surveyed, uh, clients as well. So people that were using coaches, therapists, et cetera, really understanding what the pain point is, what the problem is. So when I came to like put the platform out, I mean, everyone loves it because they're like, yeah, we really need this. So it was definitely a need. Now with the, the fashion technology one, um, the issue with that was that there were so many different, how do I say this? the, some of the systems they were using were so old, like even like in like the, the, the like express or the limited, like even like big brand names that we know about mm -hmm. that the technology that we would have had to build to integrate into that would have been a lot of money basically. So it was only going to work with POS systems that were already kind of functioning in, in real time, which then really limited who our audience would be. So, yeah. yeah. So it, it's very important. Yeah, make sure yeah. there's a, you understand the problem and make sure there's a need for what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have very similar stories with a lot of startups that I have worked with where, uh, you know, they, they, they went too far ahead without doing proper research. And um, that, that was obviously uh, you know, not a really good idea. Right. Um, um, so now let's talk about uh, one of the one of the posts that I read from you, which uh, which said actually your awakening happened sometime after when you lost your boyfriend and your business at the same time. So can you, if you're comfortable talking about it, can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. So that was last August. Uh, you know, I think my journey started when I went to the island, but I think it really kind of, I call it my slap in the face from God. <laughs> 
because I wasn't listening to him. You know, my heart was in the, in the right place, but I, I think that's when I realized that I, I couldn't do it the way that I thought I was supposed to be doing it. That um, I actually ended up going to inner engineering uh, by said guru in, in Nashville. Um, I just really took some time to devote to myself and my spirituality because I felt like that that was holding me back a little bit uh, because I, I was just used to just, and a lot of people do this. They just, they feel the emotion maybe for a couple seconds and then they just pick it up and they just keep going, which is important. You have to have resilience, but my, my healer and mentor is talks about the aha moment, which is awareness, uh, healing and action. And most of us know about the awareness part and most of us know about the action part, but we all love to skip over the healing because it's really the most difficult place to go. So the past mm -hmm. year, that's really where I've gone. I've really worked on the healing and understanding myself better and just being okay with who I am. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's been really, really difficult and challenging. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um you're speaking my language for sure. So I really emphasize on self-awareness and, and healing and, and sort of finding your spiritual path. And I think that's how we connected anyways, right? Like over LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Like, yeah, so uh, I'm a big fan of inner engineering. I haven't really actually gone deep into it, but I practice similar practices. So right. what kind of effect did it have on your life? And uh, uh, will you recommend it to other people? Right. Yeah. So the important message I like to put out there about personal and professional development is that it's best to find what works for you. And also it's okay to mix together different modalities to kind of form your own uh, spiritual routine or practice. And so I integrate some of those practices, you know, either daily or every other day. But I also bring in other things because I'm an empath and a highly sensitive person. So there's other practices that I have to do to ensure that I'm in balance. So I've also been attuned for Reiki. So I actually will practice Reiki on myself uh, because um, I'm, since I'm so sensitive to other people's energies, I can get thrown off really quickly. So I recommend that people don't do something because someone else tells them to do it, but if they feel like they resonate with it or they've done the research and they say, I'm feeling called to do that, then that's what I recommend. Because I find when, that's the same with religion. If we're always being told what to do, then it's not really for you. That's the most important part is understanding it's for you and developing what works best for you. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. so true. Um, and what about, um, will you recommend, uh, you know, because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and I, when I talk about these paradigms, uh, you know, most people, they, they listen to it, but then they don't sort of uh, think that it's very important. So in your opinion, in your ex experience, uh, how important it is to sort of, you know, understand yourself, um, adopt uh, uh, this, this routine for self-awareness and meditation or your business for, for entrepreneurship? I think it's the number one thing you have to do. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not gonna be successful, but it does mean that at some point, it's gonna either affect your health, your personal relationships, or your business as in the people that work for you. In order to be a true good leader, you have to be authentically yourself 
be confident in that and also be able to talk about your weaknesses openly with other people. Uh, you know, I don't come off across and say, I, that's why I try to talk about my low times on LinkedIn too, because people always see me happy and the professional lover of life. That's an unrealistic perspective or view to have on life. And it's really about how you react to those and having these practices and tools to, to be there through that time. Uh, so to me, it's the most important thing. You can try skipping over it for a while, but eventually it's going to bite you in the butt is what I say. Yeah, <laughs> It'll yeah. affect your health, your relationships, or your business at some point, or all three. For sure. So mm -hmm. um, now let me um, talk about a related subject where you, know, you went through quite a few challenges. You had quite a few setbacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know a lot of people go through similar journeys, but they hide it. Uh, and as you put it, as you put it, like you are not hiding it, you are putting it out there. Um, and so what gives you that courage to talk about it? And then right. secondly, what gives you that courage to keep on going, like even after experiencing these setbacks? Yeah, well, first of all, usually a lot of my content is inspired, which means I don't think a lot of it out. If I feel like I'm seeing a pattern or a lot of people are reaching out to me, talking to me about a problem, um, that's when I feel like it needs to be talked about because if a couple of people are experiencing, that means more than, like hundreds of thousands of people are probably experiencing it. Uh, and also, I, I think that's just part of who I am is that I'm not embarrassed anymore. I, I, I feel like the people that I'm supposed to attract will come into my life, they'll appreciate me for who I am. And those are the people that are supposed to be in my life. And if you don't like me, that's fine, but I'm always gonna be truthful and honest, even if it doesn't make me look the best, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, because that's what I'm trying to teach people is authenticity. That's what's missing so much in the business world is that mask that we put on, that front, uh, that this is who we are, and that's not really what's going on. Like I said, it will always come back to bite you, I think, in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. How do I keep going? <laughs> uh, you know, I've talked about this very openly too. There's been times where I have even asked God, like, I don't, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I here? You know, and I literally was like, I woke up the next day and I'm like, well, I woke up the next day. <laughs> So, you know, um, I just feel like if, if you are waking up every day, that means you're here for a reason and there's a purpose. And I just have never lost that. You know, uh, I don't, I honestly don't know. It has to be some sort of supernatural power because I just keep going. And yeah, I mean, so if I don't I believe, even when I don't believe, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, now, yeah, one of the things that I read uh, in your post uh, about stubbornness, like, uh, are you stubborn? Is that, is that one of the reasons why you're still keep, uh, you know, still keep uh, pushing uh, forward? I think it definitely is. It, it's held me back, but I also think it's what I, I, I feel like there, I, I will say this. I honestly feel with all my power and belief, I, I think Will Smith talks about this, that there is a different way to do business and do life than we're doing it right now. And I honestly feel like it's not working and that there's gonna, something big's gonna happen soon because people are just, I've never seen this so many people before struggling. Like even my parents, they're working more now and they're older than they were when they were younger. 
something needs to change in the way we work. Like I said, it needs to be a social movement. I, I just, I honestly firmly believe that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so uh, that's, uh, that's the space. It sounds like you are really passionate about that space and, and solving that problem. Right, right. And there's a lot of people globally that are doing that. The difficult part is, and the part where I had to take the pressure off myself was, uh, it's a big problem and it's going to take a lot of time and a, a lot of people coming together to, to shift this. And I do believe it's happening. Um, but that's where I struggled a lot of the times because I was like, I don't want to do this alone. Uh, I don't want to be a solopreneur. It's going to take a team and a lot of us collaborating and coming together and it, it is happening slowly, but, uh, it's, it's difficult. Even, um, um, the book, um, dying for a paycheck by Jeffrey Pfeiffer. He talks about, and I've talked to him on the phone before, and he's like, it's it's a very difficult thing to get this through to companies that this yeah, needs yeah. to change. Yeah, for sure, that's for sure. All right, well, um, thanks for being with uh, with us today and sharing your life experience and uh, showing us some uh, some things that other people may hide, and and uh, hopefully the audience gets to learn from it. Now, before I let you go, can you tell us how people can reach out to you? Yeah, mostly on LinkedIn. So it's Tony, T-O-N-I, Bub, B-U-B-B, and, or my website is TonyBub.com. Really simple. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So we'll, uh, we'll add those links to the show notes so that people can reach out easily. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. And that's all for now. Until next time. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, then I invite you to join our growing community navigate to bootstrapping.group. As a welcome bonus, you will get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series and Mastering Your Inner Game video series absolutely free. This series of short videos address some core issues which are instrumental in helping you move forward in your business or career. The videos are yours to view and share for free. No obligations or strings attached except for one, you have to take action and implement it. So join us today, navigate to bootstrapping.group. If you want more engaging videos and insightful interviews with industry's thought leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you. The link is right there. And if you want to be notified about our new content, please do consider subscribing to our channel.